Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Risque with Roxy and Ruby. I'm Roxy and I have an unapologetic approach to everything I do. Y yo soy Ruby, a traditional woman with a modern perspective on life. We're going to be talking about social media, hot topics, pop culture, relationships, politics, sports, and everything in between. Buckle up. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Prepare for takeoff. Three, two, one. Welcome, guys, to Risque with Roxy and Ruby. And shout out to everybody that has been rocking with our podcast for the last year. I mean, we are in a new year, Ruby. Oh, my God. It's been a year already, it's comadre. It's been a Thank year. Thank you, Jesus, for letting us talk to our Amazing followers. Yes. Han estado ahí super consistentes con nosotros. And thank you so much. I know. For being like a family, right? For reals. And just allowing us to come into your space every week and, uh, you know, talk about our opinions and our thoughts on different topics. And, you know, a lot of people are in full, like, New Year's resolution mode. I am going to lose weight. I am going to oh stop God. smoking. I'm going to get out of this toxic relationship. I'm going to eat better. But everybody, parece de que todo el mundo, everybody starts high, right? Everyone's just like, we're doing it. And by the time... Two weeks in. <laughs> I was gonna Three say, days. I was going to say March. but No, no. It's usually less for me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I stopped doing New Year's resolutions a long time ago. I think I... Me personally, I focus on a purpose. Yeah. And I think I have a purpose this year. What is your purpose, Ruby? I think everybody wants to know. I think I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to give myself more time to get to know a person in particular. Okay. You know, just like more time. That's in my personal life. Just to get to know a uh, uh, one one or two <laughs> oh like like go out on dates yeah, no yeah just to give someone the benefit or the of the doubt you know oh that's like huge for ruby that is huge right <gasps> if you, you guys should see everybody's faces here at the studio everyone's like what yes I, anthony's like no <laughs> it'll last for two weeks <laughs> oh, snap. one day he's done <laughs> No, I mean, that's major, man. You know, I know for a fact that I'm going to be doing a lot of dating in 2018. Yeah. That is, it's not one of my New Year's resolutions, but I need to, I want to because I've never really dated. So now I am intentionally going to date, not just anybody, tampoco, no, you know, because no, no. yeah, lately I've been getting a lot of, um, not indecent proposals, but yes. a lot of uh, sometimes <laughs> a lot of just like guys on Snapchat and, and Instagram that they see you on a daily basis. So they feel like they know you yeah. and they, they somewhat kind of know your personality. But mm -hmm. yo nunca he salido with with a fan. I've never like taken up an offer to be like, hey, let me take you out to lunch or dinner. I just I don't know. I just are you intrigued by it? Do you um, want to? Because I'm like, what if that man could be my soulmate? Yeah, but you need to be careful, though. Yeah, but I haven't done it, and I don't plan on doing it, but I do plan on dating a lot this year. Yeah. And I want to date a white guy. I want to date a black guy. I want to date a mixed guy, Asian, Middle Eastern. I'm open to go out on a date and just enjoy the moment, not judge the moment. Like, oh, my God, he didn't do this. He didn't so say like this. So you don't want, like, a serious relationship. You just want to get to know people so you know what you want. Yes. You okay. heard that, folks. That's, that's right. That's She's ready to pre-scan and enjoy the buffet <laughs> of men in life. This is the homo homie coming right at you. <laughs> Happy New Year, motherfuckers! <laughs> 2018! No, well, no, I was reading something that said that 8% of people achieve their New Year's resolutions. That's it. Out of all the people in the world, only 8% of people stick to what they actually put their mind to do. That's well, I sad. I think because I, from the get-go, you're already um, limiting yourself to something. Or, you know what I mean? It's already um, prohibited. Whatever you, you know, want to quit on doing. If it's smoking or eating. And so, anything that you cannot do, it's always more attractive. Yeah, you want it you even want more. It. So, you know, that's why everything fails when you 
you know, New Year's resolutions. It's also because of habits, too. Everybody has their habits, and they're trying to get out of it, and they're so used to doing it that... So you, you're you saying that I'm not going to get to know anybody? Oh, you will. You, you put, will, if you put, Ruby. If you put your effort into it, you're a beautiful woman. Why not? Oh, thank you. You have a lot to offer. I want to get to know a few people. Yeah, why and not? You, you know what I think <laughs> why should, not? Do it. <laughs> Ruby, you know what I think you should do this year? You should date, like... You should date maybe somebody you wouldn't normally be used to dating. Why? Like, just try something different. Just try, try opposite behavior. Like, maybe go out with somebody that's not Latino. We're going to put right? you on a dating site. Oh, yeah. my God. Don't do that ever. <laughs> no, but just, like, practice opposite behavior. Like, go with an open mind. Like, I mean, what? Can, the worst thing we could get out of it is a free meal and a drink. That's the beautiful thing about being a woman. You know what I mean? That we're going to be treated like ladies. And si no te gusta, like, keep it moving. Yeah, uh, Ruby, stop being dating prejudice and shit. <laughs> What do you mean by that, Antonio? Just Latino. Da, da, da. That's all you want. Yeah. Oh, I want you too, baby. Yeah, that was like 2016. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, <laughs> on a more um, serious note, like, dude, let's talk about how Salma Hayek has come oh. out to talk about Harvey Weinstein and how he she was one of his victims, dude. Yeah. Ugh, this she guy is call- just annoying. I know. She called him my monster. He was my monster too. And um and a lot of I guess that was uh the word was spread around Hollywood and a lot of people heard about it. Um for 10 years he was harassing her but specifically during the shooting of the movie Freedom. Frida. And um apparently um he was after her, he was showing up at her, you know, at different locations, trying to get her to give him a massage, oral sex. Or shower naked, shower naked with him. Exactly. Or even just watch her, not even do anything, just to watch her naked. Like, it's yeah. oh, creepy. And making her feel bad, like saying, you know what, this role actually, Je- Jennifer Lopez, which is way bigger than you, wanted this role. And I'm um, supporting you. I'm backing you up. And Which could have been a lie. He probably made that up just to make her feel bad. And obviously that role was for her. A hundred percent. Of course. Mm-hmm. That would never even... He he would tell her that the role was for Jennifer Lopez? No, that Jennifer Lopez was interested in that role. And she that, probably was. Yeah, and that he was like, oh, and you are not that big of a star and I'm backing you up. You know, like, kind of like, that's a bully. You Look, know? I love J-Lo. But I think Salma Hayek is a way better actress. You know, she put a lot of work and effort into that, too. That she did all her, her research in that. That was her baby. Yeah. And then she went to him because he was the one that was able to help her to do that. And just for him being, oh, that just sucks. It's and at the end, and a, at the end, what happened was that um, um, that he made her do a, a, a scene with another woman, was very uh, specific, with front nudity. With mm. a uh, with a French uh, artist, Actress. remember mm-hmm. um, that she did like a sex scene with the French artist, and we all know Frida Kahlo was bisexual. Yes, and and Salma said that she was so. I mean, she didn't mind being naked with another woman or do a sex scene with another woman. She minded that she had to do that for Harvey Weinstein, just to get because he needed to get his one way or the other and that she was <sighs> throwing up throughout the whole scene and that she had to take some um, tranquilizers or something like that to get through the scene and um, and then she kind of moved on and, and kind of made it disappear throughout the years and she even said that um, I think the reason why he didn't rape her was because her relationship with Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. with uh, Robert Rodriguez and George Clooney like she probably would have told him Right, yeah. like he was afraid she would have said something yeah, if he yeah, would have yeah. gone down that route. Porque ella era muy cercana a ellos, so she was petrified of him. Porque we all know Sama, you know, like she kind of started from zero here. I mean, and, she, she was huge in Mexico, but here she was just like she used to play the maid. She, you know, kind of Harvey Weinstein was the one that kind of you know gave her, gave her a shot. And you know, Frida. you know, um, like Salma's in a position where she didn't even have to come out and say anything. You know, because oh she's gosh. she's like greatly married, has a hu- an amazing husband, really didn't have to come out, but I was like, wow, 2017 was the year of the monster Harvey Weinstein and actually um it's now his his accusers now include nearly 70 women. 70 women. And Salma was saying, she says, I don't think he hated anything more than the word no. Yep. And that's a lot of powerful men. Yeah. You know, so I think now um, a lot of these dudes, I mean, a lot of men in powerful positions in 2018 are going to start thinking about what they do, how they do it, because 
I think el ejemplo para todo mundo here was Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Like if he went down, imagine I can anybody, go down. Anybody, anybody can do anybody. I mean, Russell Simmons. Now he has about like 12 women that are accusing him. Uh, Matt and, Lauer. No, Matt Lauer Ugh. and este, the guy Steve Edwards from Good Day LA. Mm-hmm. Steve Edwards from do you, el, el Un Gringo. Like he used to come out with like Jillian Barbary. Yeah. It, he just like suddenly exited and they're saying, you know, it's because of sexual harassment allegations. También, and I'm just like, dude, are you serious? And, and sometimes, you know, I was talking to a friend about this and he's like, what is, I mean, I think it's an exchange because uh, it, there's a pattern when women get harassed by a powerful man. There's a pattern. They start acting like kids with all these women, you know. And, and like, what do you mean? Yeah, like we, I mean, I've been harassed. You've been harassed. Yes. Like, we we. I mean, either you start laughing or you pretend that nothing happened or you just like because ah, it because I, it becomes so awkward because you just you're like oh my god there's these men that can help my career but you just don't want to upset him. And, but he's bullying you because, like, in this case, Harvey Weinstein was telling um, Salma Hayek, the only reason why you're in Hollywood is because you're hot. And in this movie, <laughs> you are not showing anything. And you're not a good actress. I mean, you're and you look horrible, you know? And, and you're, Salma's never been ugly, though. Of course. What a bully. Yeah, oh my he was gosh. a huge bully. And you know what? I'm so intrigued because there's this, there's one actress... That I'm so anxious waiting for her interview. And I know that's coming soon, which is Uma Thurman. Oh, yeah. She's pretty mysterious herself. Oh, my God. Hold on. She was a victim of Weinstein, too? Yes. So this woman, we all know. She's a good actress. All the Kill Bill movies. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, when they interview him, he said that he wished he could have done more. Right? What do you mean? Done more? Yeah, because he knew something was up with his best friend. He's one of his best friends, Harvey Weinstein. So he said he wished he could have done more because he heard, he kind of saw, but he was not sure. Like he kind of just let it fly. Yeah. Right? Because he saw many things. I'm sure he saw a lot of shit. So when they asked Uma Thurman on a red carpet, they caught her off guard. And she said, you know what? I don't have. And and you could see her her face shaking. Right. And her eyes just got watery. And she said, I don't have a clean soundbite for you right now. And I know I'm not a kid. So whatever I tell you, it's just going to stay there. So let's just say that when I do have a soundbite for you, I'm just going to say it. Okay? So then on, on Thanksgiving. Está preparando el comal. Yes. Before she lays down the chorizo. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> on Thanksgiving. She said, I'm grateful today to be alive for all those I love and for all those who have the courage to stand up for others. I say, I said I was angry recently and I have a few reasons. Hashtag me too. In case you couldn't tell by the way I look on my face, I feel it's important to take your time, be fair, be exact. So happy Thanksgiving, everyone, except you, Harvey, and all of your wicked Conspirator? Oh, uh, all of your wicked... Let me see. Let me read that. Conspirators? Oh, all of your wicked conspirators. Exactly. I'm glad it's going slowly. You don't deserve a bullet. Oh, Uh. so like it's coming. So who are those people? Obviously, Mm. she knows people will help Harvey. Right? Yeah, yes. Or there were people around Harvey Weinstein that knew. That were covering up for him. So who are these people? Like she works so much with Quentin Tarantino. Maybe like Brad Pitt. No. Maybe like Ben Affleck. I, I don't, I mean, the, I don't know. I, I want to hear her version because Quentin Tarantino was so close to her and to him. Yeah. And he already said he wished he could have done more. So, oh my God, I know she's going to be strong on that interview. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Well, listen, so it's the new year. So a lot of people are turning to healing crystals for the new year. Okay. We're going to need a lot of those. Yeah. So, you know, as as we receive the new year, you know, a lot of people are using the power of crystals to start the new year fresh and determine, they're saying that these crystals are going to help them determine their resolutions, right? So, como por ejemplo, the amethyst stone, it helps with wise decision making and breaking free from addictions and habits, furthering spirituality. So a lot of people are like, oh my God, I got to carry the amethyst stone in my purse because like, for example, me, somebody, this woman that is great with stones told me that 
the rose quartz. Go ahead, just open it. <laughs> open it, Ruby. Uh, if you guys are listening in, she Ruby is very hungry. I'm <laughs> so, so sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I did not eat breakfast or nothing. So I have already starting off the new year wrong. Yeah. Not eating. No, it's actually a good it's, it's what is it? A, a clean burrito? It is. It's actually what is it? Like organic brown rice and beans and You're wrapped recommended in to me, Are you going vegan on us? No. Well, they were saying that um like amethyst stone, the rose quartz. If you're out there, like looking to attract love or to be happy and fulfilled in love, put a amethyst. I mean, a, a red quartz. I mean, a rose quartz on you. And then, uh, like the aventurine stone, it manifests prosperity, wealth, and it brings luck. Especially if you're looking for change in your job in your career. And what do you do with these crystals? You just you you put them in your vagina. I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> How big do they have to be? Oh my god! It's gonna cleanse your coochie. It's, it's just a little tease. Mm, it's okay. just a little mm-hmm. tease. No, um, and so also like the carnelian stone, it strengthens motivation in a person. It increases self confidence. It helps you find your personal power. So anyone um, looking to lose weight might want to carry like a carnelian stone instead but, of a sandwich or a burrito, <laughs> or instead of like. Not eating, just carry a stone and it'll help you. No, but like look into it. You know, Kim Kardashian's last perfume she just launched, she actually made it out of a stone. So I I don't know if people are truly understanding finally the power of stones and when you put them out in the sun to recharge or if it's just becoming like a trendy thing. Because a lot of things, like if if Kim Kardashian did it, oh my God, it must be cool. What do you think? I mean, no, I've always been a believer in stones. And I've always had friends that are energy healers. And they've been using stones for years. So it's been around. It's just finally, I think, finally coming to mainstream. And it's becoming like the cool thing to do. But if you're more interested in that, then just Google it. Google healing crystals for the new year. And um, see what kind of results that gives you. Okay, coming back, we're going to be talking to... um, Oh my God, this I love this. Awesome girl. Her yeah. name is Maga uh, Bracoviche. And ella es conocida en el mundo artístico como Maga. Es una de las bailarinas venezolanas con mayor proyección internacional. She's worked with like J Balvin, Nicky Jam, uh, Alexis Ifido, De La Ghetto, a lot of artists. Mm-hmm. And she actually um, fell victim. She was dating Ricky Martin's backup dancer, and she fell victim to domestic violence. Oh and, my God. and now she's like a huge advocate against domestic violence. And te acuerdas de la foto? I sent you a picture of her, like he straight up threw, busted a Rihanna on her on her ass. Oh so we're talking to her next, right here on Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Hey, it's your girl Amber Rose, and you're listening to Two Bad Bitches, Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Turn up. All right, guys, and we are back. Y lo prometido es deuda. We have our girl, uh, Maga, y your last name, Braca... Bracovich. Bracovich. ¿De dónde es? Bracovich es polaco. Oh. How do you say the Polish? in English? Polish. 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 Like a Polish hot Polish. dog. Polish, yeah. So, Maga, you, I mean, Magda, Magdiel Brokovich. Brokovich. Everybody call me Ma, eh, Maga Braco. Maga Braco, I yeah. love it. You, más cortito, cortito todo, ¿verdad? Cortito, yeah, comercial. Y tú sos uh, conocida en el mundo artístico como Maga, of course. Y sos una bailarina venezolana con mayor proyección internacional. ¿Has bailado uh, con quién? Well, Pitbull, Jay Alvarez, Jay Balvin, Maluma, video clips with J Lo, Prince Royce, like most of the Latin uh, artists, reggaeton, sí. like yeah. Y, y tú naciste en Venezuela? Yeah. I'm from Venezuela. Oh, you're from Venezuela, but yeah. you live here now, of course. Yeah, but like three years ago I moved. So yeah, just, I'm new here. La situación en Venezuela está cabrón, ¿verdad? Yeah. Está muy mala. Yeah. Muy, muy mala. ¿Todavía tiene familia allá? Toda mi familia está allá. Yo vine sola. ¿En serio? Yeah. How they're doing? Eh, bueno, ayudándolos desde acá. Es como la manera más fácil porque el asunto de migración es un poquito complicado. De, nos piden muchas visas y esas cosas. Pero pero bueno, ayudando a lo que se puede y, claro. y aquí trabajando para ellos, sí. She's like, no, mejor ni regreso, me quitan, you know what no, I mean? No, ahorita, me, de hecho, ahorita yo no quiero volver por si acaso, proteger mis documentos, claro. pa- pasaporte y todo eso, pero... ¿Y cómo bueno. te metiste en este medio de, de querer bailar? Siempre, oh. porque, you know, you have an amazing body, a very <laughs> yeah. athletic body. No. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my dad used to be an acting uh, acting teacher, so it's in my blood. It's in your blood. <laughs> yeah. Y siempre como, porque hay gente que no tiene nada de ritmo. Um, pues, 
Yo creo que tú puedes definir si hay una persona que tiene el oído rítmico y otras personas que tienen el oído melódico, pero siempre hay algo, sobre todo si uno es latino. Sí. Eh, pero siempre me encantó todo lo que tiene que ver con artes escénicas, no solamente bailo, I'm an actress too. Oh, you ¿Y do. Que, yeah. ¿Y qué tiene diferente el oído rítmico y melódico? A ver, bueno, hay muchos cantantes que no saben bailar salsa, por ejemplo. Ellos tienen oído melódico, o sea, saben seguir una melodía, tienen oído afinado y, o sea, se les hace más fácil. Mm. Ese es el oído melódico. Y el oído rítmico es que tú puedes llevar un tempo, ¿sabes? Tú puedes sentir el tempo y llevarlo. Son y no dos oídos diferentes. Bien. Eh, no necesariamente cantan bien. Ah. Exacto. Claro, se puede practicar, es como todo. Todo se puede practicar. Todo. todo. Nothing is impossible. Exactly. Okay. I love it. No, pero tú, so tú, yo te sigo en, en Instagram y tú. Thank you. Um, hace como un año o dos años te pasó un incidente como súper desafortunado, ¿verdad? Oh, sí, ya, ya, ya. So, uh, was it two years ago or one year ago? Um, two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. So, you, I, I read the article, you were dating, um, you were dating. El backup dancer de Ricky Martin, ¿verdad? Oh, yeah, yeah. Y de repente, like, domestic violence ocurrió entre tú y él. Sí, sí, fue una de las, de las situaciones más difíciles eh, que he pasado. Fue cuando me mudé a Miami, recién, no conocía a nadie. No, entonces no conocía a esta persona. Y bueno, pasó lo que pasó y, y yo decidí pues, irme a la justicia y... Y se puso, puse cargos y todo, y llamé a la policía, denuncié, decidí hablar, y a través de allí, pues pude ayudar a muchas mujeres también a que tomaran la valentía de poder hablar ante estas situaciones, ya que muchas mujeres no se sienten seguras de hacerlo porque a veces están amenazadas, tienen miedo, o sea, son muchas las razones por las cuales las mujeres se callan ese tipo de cosas. Pero, ¿cómo, cómo lo conoces tú y cómo detectas un tipo de patrón así, o no se puede detectar? Sí se puede detectar, pero al principio... Tú no estás pendiente de saber o de estar pendiente de si te toca o no te toca un hombre violento. Entonces, ¿sabes? Como pasan cosas y Porque tú fue dices, la primera vez, obviamente. Sí, o sea, a nivel de violencia de esa manera, sí. No, yo miré tus fotos y a ti te jugaron un... Como como salió Rihanna de Chris Brown. Like her... I mean, tenías un chingo... Yeah. Uh, you're, you look bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like tú... No, and, and, it's still, pero, it's still pero, here. Like, the, you, you can feel it. You can, heal, you can feel it. Like, so, pero ¿cómo llegó? You're so petite. I know. <laughs> ¿Cómo llegó? ¿Cómo algo, una oh, relación... I, 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 yeah. Um, ¿Cómo llega a ese nivel de... De, de, de violencia. De violencia y... Yeah, like, how do you even get un hombre get so enraged? Like, él, ¿le hiciste algo para que él se reaccionara? A mí no estoy diciendo no, que está bien. No, no, like, ese tipo de personas siempre tratan de controlarse y hay algo que alguna situación de repente los terminas de, 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 como que se les termina de caer la máscara, pero siempre tratan de, de, son, de como, disimular eso. Eh, no había pasado algo de violencia así tan fuerte. But, um, gritos, falta de respetos, eh, forcejeos y esas cosas que al principio tú no te das cuenta que son, ¿sabes? Y la, decís, Ay, es amor. y la manipulación de, no, eh, eh, lágrimas, porque o sea, son muy buenos actores. Oh, sí, 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 sí. ¿Cuál sí. fue el primero? Oh, no, no, perdón. Sí, eso, eso pasa mucho. Entonces, claro... Uno, la mujer es mucho más sensible y cuando hay una persona manipulando y manipulando y de alguna u otra manera trabajándote mentalmente, sin, haciéndote sentir mejor psicológicamente el maltrato, el maltrato empieza por la parte psicológica, entonces empiezan a aislarte de las personas de manera que tú no puedes contarle a alguien la situación porque llega un momento que estás aislado de tu familia, de tus amistades, entonces no sabes si lo que está pasando es bueno o es malo, claro. entonces se convierte en... Ah, bueno, puede ser, puede llegar a ser como, bueno, está bien, fue un error, pero no están mm. las personas que te digan, hey, no, eso no es normal, sal de allí, porque te aísla, de alguna manera u otra te aísla, el tiempo te lo, sabes, te, te acapara todo, todo, entonces te hace sentir, te, te da complejos de inferioridad, te hace sentir, te autoestima, te lo, elevan, te lo ponen al piso, de acá te lo bajan muchísimo. So, wow. Entonces, ¿sabes? A veces hay muchas mujeres que no se atreven a denunciar o algo porque se convierten en dependientes, sienten que no, que, que no pueden vivir sin eso porque ya es como un patrón normal, es como cuando los niños, y los niños que crecen en un ambiente de violencia, donde hay nadie que les diga que eso está mal, o sea, uno, no, cuando no hay una en una relación se crea un hábito, llega un momento que, ¿sabes? Te acostumbras. Sí. Yeah. Pero no, gracias a Dios no fue mi caso. Lo que a mí me costó fue como sacar a esta persona de mi vida. Eso fue lo complicado, porque antes de que pasara lo que pasara, ya yo estaba pensando en ponerle un restraining order porque estaba muy obsesivo. 
¿Cómo? ¿Obsesivo con qué? Sí, porque pues ya con yo ese lo quería. cuerpo, ¿quién no? <risa> porque ya yo, porque ya yo como que lo quería, eh, ya quería terminar. Ya, ya, ya. Sí, y le, ya y le yo dijiste, veía, le sí. dijiste, like, sí, I don't no want to be with you no more. Ya, no lo aceptaba. They never accept, like, y violaba la seguridad de mi edificio, pasaban cosas, harassing, like, sí. O sea, era fuerte ¿Qué? antes de que pasara eso. Realmente lo que pasó ya pasó porque él como no dijo, wow. Oh shit, la perdí, o sea, de verdad es definitivo Y ya vio que yo estaba haciendo mi vida Y su ira desató por allí Igual no era la primera persona la que él era, Con la que él era violento Tenía oh. antecedentes Claro, yo no lo sabía tú, o sea, Es que son cosas, todo es un aprendizaje ¿no? Y sí. todo pasa por alguna razón me, me preparó, me hizo más fuerte Gracias a Dios hoy estoy ayudando a muchas mujeres y, y mostrándoles que bueno Que sí pueden llegar a salir de esa relación Y que sí pueden tomar la valentía de denunciar Porque pueden incluso hasta salvarle la vida A una próxima mujer Porque a veces por no, no hablar una sí, Por no hablar una A veces la, la que sigue puede, puede ser una víctima más fatal oh. Entonces bueno, gracias a Dios, todo lo positivo de esa situación, encontré parte de mi propósito en la vida, que es poder ayudar a otras y poder darles esa fuerza de do it, like, sí, dale el paso, sal de allí. ¿Cuáles son las primeras cosas, o sea, que, que notaste, o sea, que, que uno puede notar en un hombre así? O sea, Cuando, uno que no conoce. Ya, yeah, yo hice un video justamente en mi canal de YouTube, porque mucha gente me ha preguntado, ¿cómo son las señales? ¿Cómo yo hago para saber si mi pareja está haciendo, puede llegar a convertirse en una persona violenta? ¿Cómo puedo saberlo? Y yo hice un video en cuanto a eso en mi canal. Eh, las relaciones tóxicas pueden tender a convertirse perfectamente en una relac en relaciones violentas. Tóxica. tóxica, personas que te controlan, que te celan, que son celos enfermizos, este, eh, personas que quieren controlar tu vestimenta, tus amistades, tus uh. social media, lo que posteas, lo que no posteas, con quién hablas, con quién no hablas, ese tipo de control. Uy. Es, eso es inseguridad y por lo general los hombres inseguros pueden llegar a tornarse violentos. Porque, oh. no sabes, hay momentos que no pueden llegar a controlarse ellos mismos y cualquier cosa, boom. Y sobre todo si la persona, ustedes ven que es agresiva con otra gente, o sea, como que, por ejemplo, en mi caso, a mí me pasó que esta persona constantemente siempre quería entrarse a golpes con quien sea. Entonces oh. ya, sabe Este tipo de cosas, las personas que son muy impulsivas, es una combinación. Pero hay mucha gente que, eh, hombres que abusan de mujeres, que Pasivos. empiezan por la parte de bajito. No, tú no eres una mujer sumisa, tú no eres una mujer de Dios. Hace poco una seguidora me escribió. Y me dijo, Maga, yo este, tengo nueve años con mi novio y nos mudamos fuera de, de Venezuela y hoy en día es que estamos conviviendo después de nueve años y él es cristiano y entonces, eh, claro, ahora sin hablar nada de ninguna religión ni nada en particular, pero esto es como una anécdota que, que una seguidora me comenta y todo lo que indica y todo lo que me cuenta ella es un diagnóstico, ¿sabes? Que puede perfectamente decirnos que la persona podría convertirse en una persona controladora, violenta, por lo menos hay mal, ya hay maltrato psicológico presente. Uno, una persona solamente tiene que ser eh, abusador o abusar de una mujer físicamente, sino también psicológicamente. El maltrato psicológico es mucho más complicado de recuperar que el físico, porque crea y genera muchas inseguridades dentro de una mujer. Y dentro de un hombre también, porque también hay mujeres que son maltratantes. Yeah, so, number one sign of insecure man, run, yes, run. Yes, yes. Yo nunca podía salir con un hombre inseguro, un no, hombre yo, que me trate de decir cómo... Yo, no, eso es no. una de las cosas que cuando comenzamos la relación, yo le decía, y él decía, tú eres un macho, y yo, un macho, porque no soy una mujer insegura y porque no me gustan estos dramas y esas cosas, y fue una disputa muy fuerte desde el principio. Pero como te digo, a veces los abusadores se quedan como... Ah, eh, se obsesionan con una víctima en específico, es como contigo contigo, 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 no, no les basta y a, a, dentro de esa relación no, solo, no fue solamente violencia o sea, yo sufrí infidelidades yo sufrí mucho tipo de, de maltratos diferentes y de, por alguna razón este tipo de personas tienen tan buena labia y tanta, tanto poder de convicción que le hacen creer al mundo de que ellos están bien y el mundo está mal y que cualquier cosa que ellos le hagan a la mujer pues lo merecían Wow. Muy difícilmente yo he visto casos de hombres que bajan la cabeza y dicen, lo hice mal, cometí un error. Muy pocos casos. La mayoría oh, de los no casos... no lo admiten? No que... lo admiten, no. No lo admiten. Y aparte te lo hacen creer. Está equivocado, sí. A, a, mira, a oh, mí... que te I'm, lo merecías? Yeah. Like, you deserve to get yeah. Yeah, exactly, oh, exactly. No. Yeah, uh, it's my case. After my case, like, I won, I put charge, I won, he played guilty. He uh, played guilty? Yeah, he played guilty. 
O sea, fuimos a criminal, um, criminal, criminal case, criminal case, yeah, criminal case, and he he accepted the, the offer, like, okay, he, él hace, aceptó su culpa, pero en corte, pero públicamente, o sea, en el entorno, en la industria, él sigue diciendo que él es inocente, que como él, ¿sabes? Yo dentro... Mi intención jamás fue como, te voy a desgraciar la vida, te voy a mandar a la cárcel, porque eso es un hijo, ese es un hermano, y pero sí en, queda en tu récord criminal que la próxima vez que tú vuelvas a hacer esto a una mujer, pues vas a pagarla con todo el peso de la ley. Y aparte que hay un criminal, eh, hay un civil case, so, todo iba a ser mucho más complicado. O sea, esta persona en prisión no era como la intención de, oh, ¿me entiendes? Sí. Y se aprovechó de esto para decir que, bueno, que, que no, que es totalmente inocente. ¿Y lo siguen y, empleando? Y lo, sí. No es cierto. Sí, sí. Y de hecho hubo muchas, ¿sabes? En la industria se notó yo, una de las decisiones que yo tomé de venirme a Los Ángeles fue porque las relaciones... Eh, las relaciones que esta persona tenía alrededor eh, decidieron eh, respaldarlo a él y apartarme a mí de todo no. lo que tenía que ver a nivel laboral. Pero todo lo mejor ¿Qué? es lo que pasa porque ahora yo me dediqué a mi social media, a hacer contenido, a ayudar a mujeres. Ahora estoy haciendo mi propio brand, estoy siendo una nueva mujer, estoy saliendo de ese mundo que es tan, tan sucio que a, a la gente no lo sabe, muy bonito, muchas luces, mucho acting, muchos cantante y estrella y escarcha y glitter. But detrás de eso es algo bastante fuerte, son monstruitos eh, de maldad los que se esconden detrás de tantas luces y, y pues eso me hizo aislarme un poco como de la industria y dedicarme un poco más a lo que era mi plataforma que gracias a Dios me está yendo increíble, ¿sabes? No me puedo quedar, quejar, es lo mejor que pudo pasar, Dios quiso que eso pasara para yo tomar realmente mi camino y, y dejar de estar de estar como dependiendo de un artista para construir mi propio proyecto y mis propio, cumplir mis metas. Wow, so, ¿qué, tipo, ¿qué tipo de contenido creas para tu canal de YouTube? Ya, yeah, ahora mismo eh, estamos haciendo los dance videos que trabajamos en conjunto y colaboraciones con varias disqueras como Universal, After Club, eh, estoy haciendo tutoriales de baile, videos fitness eh, y está todo lo que es eh, online, mi tienda digital. Que oh. son shorts, eh, gorras y vienen muchos más productos y, y bueno, trabajando con productos, eh, sabes, comercializando y eh, haciendo campañas publicitarias Pero todo lo que tiene que ver como Latin Influencer en social media I love it. Eh, Entonces, ya, yeah, o sea, siempre algo de las cosas malas siempre yo creo que debemos sacar yeah, lo es lo positivo. que te iba a decir, de que hay veces que estamos pasando diferentes cosas en la vida and we look at it like estamos destrozadas. Yes. And, and then all of a sudden like but all I, kinds of greatness no, comes out of I it. No, I think you should speak up about it for sure. More. Yeah. Porque, o sea, la industria debe respaldar tu caso yeah. 100%. Yeah. Sí. Y, y eso está, o sea, tú they tienes should, que hablar. They should, yeah, yeah, yeah. should talk about it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Pero um, that's not cool and, and, and no, you it's should not. use every platform to speak about it. Yeah, and I I do motivational vlogs on my YouTube too for speak to women, to the people like recover the self esteem, autoestima. Yeah, autoestima. Yeah, eh, porque no that's the most important. No es fácil para una mujer hablar. No. Y menos no contar con el respaldo de no. tus de tus peers. After after that I decide to talk like It was hard because after that, you know, like the Mucha. bullying, the bullying, the people, the people in the industry, all the, the, como que las cosas que hablan es, es fuerte porque, o sea, para los ojos de la industria yo soy una chaucera. ¿Qué por, es chaucera? Por, like, oh, drama, like she's making a show, like a drama. Why she have to post that? Why she have to talk about it? Why not? Why not? Yeah. I, this dude beat this my true. ass. And this is true. It's true, like, but you know, this is why he pled guilty. Porque when exactly. you have photos of a man that beats exactly. your ass, like you better plead guilty because this is my evidence. Exactly. Oh my gosh. But you know, mi conciencia está tranquila y I'm in the right way. That's right. Y por eso te va bien. Exactly. Exactly. Mara, te felicito. I love it. Thank este, you so much. ¿Cómo la gente te puede seguir en en Instagram? Oh, uh, M A G G A Braco Maga Braco. And my store, Magabraco Store, YouTube, Magabraco, Facebook, 
everywhere, Magabraco. I love it. Pues te deseamos un amazing Thank you so much. año nuevo 2018. Thank you. Y que, y, and I truly believe that que because you're speaking up and helping other people through your pain, por eso te va bien a ti. Amen. You yeah. know, me imagino que agarras muchos mensajes de diferentes mujeres en Muchas los DMs. Muchas mujeres se ven beneficiadas. Sí, like, porque, gracias. Yeah, muchas mujeres, muchas, muchas, muchas. ¿Qué hago? Help me. Eh, wow, tú me diste fuerza para salir de esta relación. Ya puse cargos, ya. Y yo, mira, yo hay mucha gente con la que yo hablo, que gente que yo no conozco y mira, dame tu número o este es mi número, llámame y hablo con ellos por hora y yo le digo mira, tienes que, esto es un proceso así tienes que encontrar tu lado espiritual tienes que comenzar un proceso de quererte a ti misma porque es muy fuerte el maltrato psicológico más allá de los golpes es bien fuerte recuperarse porque aparte te sientes completamente sola porque gran parte de la sociedad apoya ese tipo de cosas aunque Ay, digan que no. no aunque digan que no, pero en realidad las acciones te reflejan que sí entonces tú te decepciona Entonces le hablo con mujeres Una hora Casi que Charla De bueno <coughs> Motivándolas y, y ayudándolas Y todas las personas Que me están escuchando eh, I'm super approachable Like Yeah, yeah If you need a, a, An advice Or something Like I'm here And you are not alone Yeah Just You're do not it. alone Don't, Yeah No se queden calladas Denuncien Este Porque pueden incluso Hasta salvarle la vida A una próxima víctima La verdad I love it Wow So ladies speak up This is a new yes, year Yes Yes And men too Men too Yeah Because there's porque, women Yeah Ellos dicen que, Oh no Pero si la, la violencia De hombre eh, De mujer a hombre Ellos Yeah But the, the guys Doesn't doesn't speak Like They don't speak Because Les da oh, pena Si les da pena Les so, da pena yeah. man, Tengan la valentía también Yes I love it Pues Maga Braco Make sure you follow her on Instagram. Yeah. And if you need advice on how to get out of a domestic violence relationship, send her a DM. Yeah, or yeah. toxics or everything. Like, And listen, if you're listening to this, you know, because you know, because you know, if you're in a toxic relationship. Yeah. Don't act dumb. You know that person's not good for you. Okay, we're coming right back on Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Hey, it's your girl Amber Rose, and you're listening to Risque with Roxy and Ruby. From one bad bitch to another, these ladies know what's up. Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Oh gosh, guys, welcome. El show continúa to Risque with Roxy and Ruby. I, I like two million people giving me a countdown right now. R uh, Ruby, was that burrito delicious? I ate it all. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, you guys, we just ordered the best um, organic brown rice and bean burrito. How many calories do you think? Not a lot. I mean, that's I mean that's really a vegan friendly burrito, to be really honest with you. But listen, nevertheless, we have our boy uh, Carlos Gill in the house. Woo! Woo you are an entrepreneur, a brand marketing executive slash expert, because I think you are so good at what you do. Mm -hmm. um, you're a public speaker. I mean, you, I follow you on social media. Roxy follows everybody. Don't feel special. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby? No, I mean, I like to. Well, there's a difference between following and engaging. Yeah, and I will true. say you engage with true. me. Okay. And the comment on my content. Good. So that's a true connection right that's there. That's what I'm saying. Let's get you know it. what I mean? Aww. No, and, and you know. I want to cry. She did not engage with me. <laughs> that, bur that burrito did. Yeah, I do. I leave you comments and I double tap. Sometimes. No, we're going to talk about the lurkers. And okay, I, I wanted to invite you on the podcast, Carlos, because I feel like, you know, we. We not don't, I don't feel I know we live in a digital age. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's funny. The other day I went to a, a Christmas party with my mom, who's part of this organization called NAFI, um, National Association of Female Entrepreneurs. I love and your they're, mom. They're all older women, like fifty and up, and all of them are like with their phones, right? Like taking video and and <laughs> my mom's like that. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> so I mean, but your mom knows how to at least upload a picture on Facebook. Oh yeah, and videos and shit. And and you really get to see like the older generation really likes Facebook, you know. And but yeah. they're they're trying to really understand like Instagram and how do you do it and what is a hashtag and you're all about that world. And I was like, you know what? Let's invite Carlos for this new year because I think a lot of people want to want to or believe they are a brand, but they don't know how to put themselves out there, right? And I feel like you are so good at that organically, you know? But it wasn't always that easy because you started in the corporate world, mm -hmm. right? You actually, for a while, were um, working with LinkedIn. Correct. Right? And now you're independent. 
You're independently Carlos Gill, and every week you're like on a plane to Peru or Bolivia or Mexico City, and you do hustle diaries, and you motivate a lot of people because they're like, dude, how can I be like that? How, not necessarily a motivational speaker, mm-hmm. but how can I be on the move like Carlos and make money from it? Right? So, damn, where do we start? <laughs> how the hell? Let's start, let's start with day one. Day one. How did I get in the business? Yeah, how, like, tell us about it. So, so, I've shared my story many times before, but what I discovered. Across your hands, because body language is everything. <laughs> you should discover, know about that what if you're I discovered, a public speaker. Well, you know, I do a lot of video content, and this is a podcast in ah! a very nice radio studio as your co host here drops her lunch <laughs> on, her, uh, on, her, on her hip here, on her lap. No! But no, you know, I've shared my story with a lot of folks throughout the years, but I feel like even though I'm constantly reinventing myself, it's important to share your humble beginnings where you come from because I haven't always had the personal brand. I haven't always had the presence on social media. I haven't always been a speaker. So I like to share my story of where I started with people because I think it's really important to, n- to never forget where you come from. So what a lot of folks don't know is I started my career in banking back in the day. And even to take this step before that, I dropped out of high school at 17. What? So while you see me on stage as very polished and I know social media and I can talk a good game when it comes to marketing, I didn't go to school to become a marketer. I literally learned marketing on my own through my own company. So I dropped out of high school at 17. I started selling shoes. And one day I was making this this five fifty an hour selling shoes in 2002. And I said to myself, damn, this really sucks. I'm literally like the stereotypical high school dropout that's making minimum wage working at a shopping mall. And this really sucks. And that was a, a pivotal point in my life where I decided I'm not going to be just ne- another stereotype. And I got a part-time job working at a bank, at Citigroup. I worked in banking for six years, and then I lost my job in 2008 due to the economy. Mm-hmm. And like most people back then, I didn't have a job to fall back on. In my case, I didn't have an education to fall back on. So I turned to this thing called LinkedIn and social media. Again, this is 2008. And I saw LinkedIn for what it is, which is a, a, a really a goldmine to connect with anyone on a business level. Yeah, and let's talk about that because later on, right? Because we still want to hear your story. But I think that some people that are on LinkedIn they don't post appropriate content. Like some people understand the the power and the way they should approach LinkedIn. But sometimes I see girls posting like provocative pictures and I'm like, girl, you're trying trying to get a job here. I don't know what LinkedIn you see. I don't see that. (laughs) I I don't know. Maybe I'm following the right people or these chicks just roll onto my, my timeline. But I'm like, this is not the platform to put the crazy selfie. LinkedIn is not a dating site. I'll say that because I do I do read from a lot of folks that say that they get a lot of inappropriate messages from executives and males on there. Really? How, and we could talk about that completely off offline. But I'll tell you this: LinkedIn is a goldmine. It's a business directory. Yeah. Essentially, to connect you with any job, any executive, any company. If you're looking for sponsorships, whatever your objective is. It's hidden within LinkedIn. I discovered this in 2008. So I went off and I started up a business to help put people back to work, which was called Jobs Direct USA. It was my first business. I was 25, and I'll share with you know with the audience out there. I didn't know how to run a business. Again, you're you're hearing from someone that didn't go to school and didn't get an MBA. So I stumbled along the way of entrepreneurship, and I discovered that social media was really back then my only way to compete with businesses out there because I didn't have a marketing budget, and I had to force myself to understand how to use Twitter, how to use LinkedIn, how to use Facebook when no one was doing it yet. Yeah, and listen, don't you think though that the best way to learn something is doing it? It's absolutely because I know you say it. I, you know, you dropped out of high school, and you know, I, I look at like Diddy and all these people that are out there doing it, and they're doing good for themselves, and mm-hmm. you know, like so. I don't think you should be ashamed of that. I mean, I'm, I mean, even though high school is one of the easiest things to finish, right? But you didn't. <laughs> but it's okay. But I, just like there's people out there that didn't finish college, <laughs> that are college dropouts. You were holding that laugh for a bit. <laughs> yeah, you were. Like, damn, she just kind of checked yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, like don't. For yeah. years, I will say this. For years, I I would never share with folks that. 
I didn't finish high school. Not, Why? Like, I got my GED. Why? Why? But it was one of those things of, of like, you think of pride. Shame. And you work in a corporate environment. Why? No. And the question always comes up. Like, I would sweat when I'd be a jo- in a job interview and they would ask me where I went to school, referring to college. And I would say, well, I didn't go to college. And then I would always come up with like a but. Now, and it was, it was, I'm 34 now. When I turned 30, it was like a light bulb went off in my head. And I said to myself, I'm going to start embracing who I am and what I have to offer and forget the past. Like every yeah. single person has a past. Everyone has, you know, skeletons in their closet, so to speak. And I've met people throughout the years that have MBAs from the most prestigious schools. But guess what? They're not really doing anything with that MBA or the education that they got. Yeah. Dude, I know this girl that has her PhD. Went to high, went to college you need for name fifteen names. years. No, she's a high school girl. Oh, okay. she's a high school girl, and <laughs> I would see, I would follow her on Facebook, and she's a single mom, and she's out there. And she and she, you know, those people on Facebook. These, these are the people that irritate me on Facebook that put every single detail of their life. Like today, this happened to me. And you're like, bitch, I don't, I don't want to know all that. <laughs> but you poor things, they must not have friends, so they vent with everybody on their timeline. And she would talk, she would, but I actually was like, I felt sorry for her because she would talk about her struggles and PhD couldn't get a job Mm -hmm. because she had zero experience. She was super in debt and she was like, she got a job that was like paying her like 50,000 a year. And how whack is that? But but you're like doctor, whatever. The reality is that in the real world, employers are looking for what you can bring to the table, what you can actually do. Yep. And your education is a good icebreaker ultimately to say, well, I went to USC or I went to UCLA, but Beyond that, people want to know what you can bring to the table. Experience is really what sells. Yeah. And now that I'm at the age that I am, not to make it sound like, you know, I'm necessarily all that old, but I see there's this trend happening within Generation Z now where you've got 16 to 17 year olds. I look at them as like young Carlos Gills. They don't want to go to school. They're dropping out. And the reality is that you can now learn on Udemy, on YouTube. You can get self-educated online and learn. And and honestly, it's like taking the fast track on the highway. You know, like when you just skip the traffic. It's like skipping through all the minutiae and all the bullshit and getting directly to the point where you can actually earn a living yeah that was me like i mean i didn't finish college and i was like i remember i got an internship in you radio didn't why no. didn't you finish college because i'll <laughs> tell you right now and you know what there used to be a shame in my story because i would go in you know i would go get asked to start to speak at high schools i remember one time i got asked to, i'm not even gonna mention the university but i remember the ladies like you know i think you should this is a very this is like an educational um like I guess event and you know we maybe you should tweak your story a little bit and I was like what I was like I'm not gonna lie about finishing college like that's not my truth my truth is who I am and people here know who I am and so I'm gonna share like just kind of like you like I would I don't care that you didn't finish high school because there's gems that you're sharing with people that that high school doesn't even teach you you know what I mean? And I was like, no. Uh, um, so the reason I didn't finish college, I was two years. I was about to transfer to Cal State Long Beach to do like their communications program. And I fell in love with the art of radio. I got an internship and I started falling in love with like touching, feeling like the buttons, the board and the mic. And I was like, this is this is it. Like yeah. I yeah. need to be on Hands the on. radio. I need to be heard. And so that's what I did. I, I dove in full force and I don't regret it. Nope. I don't regret it because I'm like, I want... I want, and I, that's what I told myself when mm. I was younger, I want to be a good communicator. And the only way you're going to learn how to be a good communicator is to actually start communicating. Exactly. I, I, I agree. People ask me this question all the time. If I could go back and do things, like people love asking that question. If you could go back in time and do things Why do people ask the stupidest questions? No, absolutely not. I wouldn't be who I am today, and I wouldn't be where I'm at in my career for my age. If I hadn't made the choices I've made, good, bad, or indifferent, I think you learn from these decisions that you make in life, and I have absolutely zero regrets. That's part of your story. Okay, so let's talk about um, how you are... Let's talk about what? No, <laughs> Ruby, my, you must be deprived of sex, my friend. That burrito's I'm getting kidding, to I'm her. <laughs> Those organic the beans organic and rice. Beat burrito. Kidding, no, kidding. but seriously, I, I think it's really important for us to have guests like you on our podcast because yes. it's a new year and everybody's just like, I was reading something on CNN that said like 67% of Americans have a side hustle. Why? Because 
your job isn't cutting it. The reality is that your job is not really getting the most out of you and you feel uninspired and you look at your job as a place where you just go to clock in, bullshit with your colleagues, try to occupy eight hours and then get a paycheck every couple weeks. And it's like people are tapping into their passion so that's why they have a side hustle. You know, like a little cupcake business or they have, you know, whatever. They sell Mary Kay, whatever the hell it is. I know this. I know this, yeah. Yeah. I know. Eddie Kyle was in a lift today and he said his lift driver would and shut the fuck up. Okay, if you're a Lyft driver, please shut up. We don't want to hear your stories, please. I'm, seriously. <laughs> when I was in San Francisco before moving out here to LA, I would meet Lyft drivers and Uber drivers that were like engineers at Google and Facebook. Oh, but they pay so good. And they were Facebook. using and they were using Lyft and Uber as a way to network. So talk about hustle. Like you're getting paid to network and to meet people. Because think about it. If you're if you're, you know, picking someone up from LAX or SFO in San Francisco and you see a guy getting in with a suit, you're obviously like, you're gonna you? ask him, Who are you? What do you do? What are you in town for? Hey, that's what I'm in twenty eighteen, this I was telling one of my girlfriends. Let's hustle. No, I am I'll tell my I told one of my girlfriends in twenty eighteen, since I'm single AF Single as fuck right now. I I am going to go out on dates. Um, I might put myself on apps. You never know. And I want to. I want to date like men that are successful. And I want to literally go on dates and pick their brain. I want to go on dates and pick their brain because it's like uh, you know. I just want to know. Like if you're successful, what did you do to get there? And you know what? I, I was telling Ruby. A free meal and a drink don't hurt. <laughs> but still, it's like, like business networking. It's business networking. Absolutely. Dating and what if along the way I fall in love? Fabulous. It happens at conferences all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen. So so you are at a speaking engagement like every week. You're somewhere new. Just about. How did you get to that point? Woo! 2014, I was at a conference called uh, Dreamforce in San Francisco, and I was watching the founder, like the owner of the conference, Mark Benioff, on stage. And like literally, this dude has 60,000 people in an auditorium. And I said, damn, like this is some career goals right here. I would love to sell out an auditorium. I'd love to be able to have some sort of a product or a service that this many people come to hear about. And, and you know, quite frankly, like Mark Benioff's, you know, a one-off example, I've been to so many conferences in my career where I just hear from bad speakers. People have never done my job, but yet they want to talk to me and tell me how to do my job. And I thought to myself, you know, if I can go and just teach people what I know based on what I've done and the results that I've achieved, then I'll be able to actually bring value to this audience and be a speaker that's not just talking like pie in the sky, giving you fluffy BS, but really giving you actionable insights. Yeah. What would you say is like the worst characteristic of a motivational speaker? Because I'm sure you've seen, I've, I've heard terrible speakers, but then I've also heard, and, and speakers that I thought were prepared that go up there, they have a podium, they have their notes, and they're like, oh my God. And I'm like, this person's about to execute PowerPoints. I, you know, as, as a consumer, I don't like going to a conference unless it's like a super educational conference. But if it's like a motivational conference, it kills me when someone comes out with like a PowerPoint presentation. I'm like, why? Just talk out of your heart. I I have PowerPoints that I use. I use them as a way to kind of keep me on track, like keep the flow going. Most speakers do. You don't mind PowerPoints? But I tell you, like, there's also what's called death by PowerPoint, where the speaker has a lot of text, a lot of bullets. I think the worst talks I've seen, quite frankly, are speakers that have videos. And what they do is they literally hit a play button, they step aside. And then they let the audience consume a video as opposed to actually consuming the speaker themselves. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So coming back, we're going to talk about how someone out there listening to this right now can begin to build a brand on social media, whether it's, you know, whether it's like a florist business or, um, I don't know, a car dealership, something simple to something major. Right. Because how do you how do you even know if you're a brand? Right. I mean, I, I'm at it's this. Is, these are probably questions that people listening to this like, yeah, I got this side hustle. But how do I how do I even put it out there? You know, am I a brand? Am I not a brand because I'm not famous? So I got to be famous to be a brand? No. So we're touching on the key points that are going to help you catapult to the next level of the game and to the next level of your hustle in 2018. Okay, we're coming back on Risque with Roxy and Ruby. Yo soy Juan Rivera and you're listening to Risque with Roxy and Ruby on CBS's Play.it. Let's get it. All right, guys, welcome back. We are talking to our boy, Carlos Gill, who is a mastermind at what he does. He's an expert. You are 
you know, you're so good at brand marketing. You're so good at just being an entrepreneur. And what I love about you is you don't mind sharing what you do and how you've gotten to where you've gotten with your audience, you know, with your audience on Instagram, Facebook. And every time I've hit you up for advice, you're like, look, Roxy, this, these are the changes that are coming. And, and, and I love that because so many people that are experts in their fields, unless they're getting paid to teach what they know, they like to hold off on a lot of information because they feel like somebody else is going to grab what they know and go do it better. And you're like, no. Nobody's Roxy. Nobody's Carlos Gill. Nobody's Ruby. Nobody's, you know, Erica, the home homie. Like, nobody could do it like you do it, right? So there's a lot of people out there that have businesses, right? They're, you're always trying to get sold on something on Instagram, whether it's cupcakes, whether it's uh, the new clothing line, whether it's uh, whatever, whatever it is. So, so, Carlos, how would you, what advice would you give someone that's trying to build a brand on social media or even even knowing that they're a brand? Like what kind of advice would you give them to begin their journey as like believe in yourself? You got something good going on here. I would say before you break out and start creating content, start networking. So like you just described, you and I have built this relationship organically through social media. I comment on your content. You comment on my content. We exchange messages in, in the DM. You know, not like that. Yeah, but, no, no, no. You know, <laughs> it's, advice, I'm like, it's, advi- it's advice. It's knowledge sharing. You know, I went, to a, I went to an event recently where I heard the term knowledge is commerce. Ooh. And think about that. People pay for what you know. Like you'll go to a conference because you'll pay for what someone else on that stage knows. Very it takes true. a while to get to that thought leadership or, or expert level status. I think for one, everyone has a brand. You shouldn't start thinking that you have to necessarily be the, the loudest person in the room or the most popular person in the room. But I tell you, you have to get started by by building your brand through networking and the easiest way to do that is join Facebook groups, join LinkedIn groups, go on Twitter chats, actually go on social media and see what people are talking about. So you use the example before, before the break, if you're in car sales, I'll give you an example. You could go onto Instagram and you could look at hashtag car salesman. You can start networking with other car salesmen and women across the country. If you're in real estate, there's a lot of realtors who are just absolutely killing it on social media. You can you can connect with other realtors and you can see exactly what they're posting and network with them. Have a conversation. That's that's what I would say. Step number one. Yeah, it's so networking. Like invest your time in people. Yeah, invest your time in helping people. That's really what goes a long way. And that's where the content creation comes from. We all have access to this. And I'm pointing, I'm holding up right now my iPhone for those of you that are, that are listening to this. We all have access to the same tools. We all yeah. have the same time in the day. Mm. So create content, document your journey, which I do with the Hustle Diaries. Uh, I you, love your Hustle Diaries, You diary, do on man. Instagram with your cooking. Yeah, You know, like we all have that it factor. It's just a matter of tapping into what that is. Yeah. I love that, dude. And so um, for everybody, so for someone that's out there listening to this right now, how would you like what advice would you give? Because some people don't know how to network. They're like, oh, my God, I get nervous. Oh, my God, my hands are sweating. Oh, my gosh. Um, They're just so self-conscious versus just like to me, I would say the number one thing for networking for me is really just be yourself. Like when, when you try to front or be something else, like. I could read right through that. Like, why? Who are you trying to impress? So, what would you? What would it be like? Your top two, not three, because everybody says three. What would be your top two? Not just one, or not one. <laughs> like the main thing when it comes to networking. What is that one thing that could really just help you? Don't try to right hook people. So, so don't try to. You know, we're on risque here, so don't try to get laid on the first date. Yeah. Do you see that happening? Wait, what are are we talking to like really? We're talking about business, but taking the same concepts of dating and applying it in business. It's it's the same. Like business is a relationship. And when you meet people, it's just like if you're trying to meet a partner to go to to go to bed with. The same thing happens like in business. Like marinate a little bit. You're trying to close a deal. Like, let's face it. Most people in business don't approach you because they genuinely want to follow you and engage with you. They have an ulterior motive. Yeah. yeah. That motive is to get something from you. And that motive is either to get dollars from you or get knowledge out of you or get contacts out of you. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, don't get me wrong. Work it. There's nice people out there, but everyone has a motive. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like, I'm not dissing people. Like, I have a motive, honestly, when I approach people, you know, What's most of the time. What's your motive? 
the the motive is you know let's let's face it there's folks out there i want them to see my content yeah so i'll put my content in front of them there's networking i'm trying to grow a business i'm trying to get in front of cmos i'm trying to get more stages to speak so obviously i have to meet people that's going to help put me in that position there's people that i meet through speaking engagements for example that want me to consult for them so i continue that conversation going and i tell you it's once again kind of using that dating mantra it's the channels that you use right i have this conversation with people all the time where i say like instagram dms and facebook Facebook messages are like the hotel lobby bar of business. Really? Oh, I like that. And yes. you know what? I, got, I have something to say about that. I never checked those. Oh, see, I do. <laughs> I, you know what? I and I, and I think that's why my audience and the people that follow me like love and appreciate me. Like seriously, talking because. Even if I don't engage in a massive conversation with you, because, you know, you do get those dudes. Oh, my God, your feet are so pretty. Like, you know, the other day, this guy sent me a couple of books. He sent me The Alchemist and he sent me this other because they know that I'm a conspiracy theorist and book called like 1983. And I and, That's the year I was born in. Yeah. And oh, and he was like, hey, did you receive your books? And I said, yes, I did. Thank you very much. You know, but I just think the worst thing you could do to somebody is is not acknowledge the effort that they do. Like that is so yeah, rude. Yeah, but I, I I just feel more comfortable when they comment on a public space than just DM because when you, I open the DM is like opening something that's But who what if you're missing out on money, Ruby? There could be like somebody that could say, "Hey, you know what I'm saying? I want you to come to New York and do a live appearance. I'm gonna pay you X amount of dollars. You're I'm missing out you, on I'm that." I'm gonna pay you this. Open it. And then you see like a <laughs> It goes down the DM. It does. I, I agree. Like I pay attention to my DMs. I pay attention to my Facebook DMs because I've made money from those opportunities. Likewise. But there's like a bunch of messages there. Go, well, go through them. Yeah. Carlos, got, put her up on game, please. You, you've got good prospects and bad prospects. And the reality is there are a lot of people that will waste your time. Again, let's let's compare business to dating. There's people that are going to waste your time, but there's going to be some hidden gems in there. And you have to go beyond that initial DM in order to cover what the opportunity is. Okay, so tell me again the lobby. The, the... Ho- the <laughs> Facebook, I like that Facebook analogy, Messenger man. and Instagram DMs are the hotel lobby bar of social media. It's where people go to let loose and to really be themselves. And that's where business is Poppin'. discussed. Yeah. How many stages wow. did you speak on last year? I didn't even count, but I'd have to say it was over 40. I traveled over 100,000 miles. Like where? Name drop a few oh, places. Puerto Rico, Copenhagen, Denmark, Bolivia, Colombia, Peru, Mexico. I could go on and on. All over the United States. Yeah, and I love it because Carlos, he'll get his phone. He's like, yeah, all right, guys. So, uh, and, then, and then you were in Chicago one time and you were eating a deep dish pizza. Because, you know, if you go to Chicago, you cannot eat. I used to live in Chicago. I used to do radio there. And I was like, oh, I just brought back so many good memories because I love Chicago. And you, you eat like you ain't afraid to get fat. So I was like, oh, God, I was I was eating vicariously through you, just so you know. <laughs> but um, so any, where, 2018, where are you traveling to? What like, what do you where have booked already? Where are you taking already? us? Uh, well, if you follow me on Instagram <laughs> at carlosgillity3, you can travel with me everywhere I go. Where are you going in 2018? I will be going hard in Latin America. So making Latin America a big focus for me. So Panama, Ecuador, Because I know it is bilingue. Carlos Gil 83 and that's Gil with one L. So hold on. So tú eres bilingüe porque sos cubano. Soy cubano, sí. ¿Te encanta el cafecito cubano? Me encanta el cafecito cubano y un Pastelito. Oh my gosh, from where? Portos? Oh, I love Portos. Or have you been in La jam. Tropicana? I've been to both. Actually, oh Tropicana, I will say, I like on Tropicana record, better. has better pastelitos. Yeah, for real. And you know what? There's not too many people there. I mean, and, and when you go, you meet those Cubano men that are like right there, they're talking and this and that. It's funny. I went there one time and I was like, I was like sitting with somebody, another woman, and there was these four Cuban men on the table next to me. And I was like, I want to see what men talk about. You know what they were talking about? They were talking about picking up their clothes from the dry cleaner. They were talking about the brand new shaver they got and as they drive and shave. And I was like thinking they're going to be talking about women, but I was like, these are mature men. You have to go to the barbershop if you want to hear some good male conversation. Oh, by the way, Why you... would I want to hear good male conversation? Well, I don't know. You know, no, Roxy I... went to Tropicana to hear guys talking about no, the dry cleaner. I didn't go there for that. <laughs> <laughs> I just so happened that they sat next to me, but you were. what's that one thing that you love to do before you go on a stage? I love to get a fresh haircut. And yeah. that's consistency. Really? Oh, absolutely. 
And you will find a barbershop anywhere Everywhere I go. That's like that's my souvenir. It's my thing. I will go get a haircut before I go on stage. And it goes back to personal branding, kind of like wrapping all this up and putting a bow on it. You know, if you want to build a brand, you have to be your authentic self. And, and consistency. Consistency is the key, absolutely. Document what you do that makes you you. So people know every week I'm going to go get a haircut and a shave. I'm going to tell you how amazing it is. And I'm going to jump on stage and drop game and drop keys. And guess what? I'm also approachable. Yes, I love that. I'm so approachable too. I love it. Hey, Carlos, yes, you are. You're the bomb, man. And listen, I see videos of you and your son. Your son is a mini you. And like, if you train him and just like finesse him to be like, I, you put him on camera and he's just like, boom, boom. He's so witty. It's like, where my, do you learn my that son, from? My son, his nickname is CMG Swagster. He's Carlos III. I swear, he will be more famous and more wealthy than I will ever be. He is amazing. Like, you're doing a great job with him because he's got the it factor. It goes back to personal branding. People relate to people. They don't believe. They don't relate to logos. They don't want sales pitches. They relate to people. Yeah. And okay. What do you, what what uh one last thing before we get out of here? Um. What what advice do you have to those women that are a brand, and they're beautiful, but they're constantly all they like. They don't understand a brand and the value of a brand. Like me, I can never put a picture of myself in a thong. Mm-hmm. Not, like n- because I work with brands, yes, but because I would be afraid of what my mom's mm-hmm. gonna tell me. And I just know better than that. But there's women out there that could be doing so much more, and all they do is post sexy pictures. Like there's, what, what's your advice my, to women? My like advice, that? whether it's a male or a female, is the type of content that you put forward is going to ultimately determine who is engaging and attracted by that content. So if you're looking to put out photos, you know, like the example you shared in a thong, you're probably going to get guys hitting you up for dates. Yeah. If you put more professional business content out there, then you're going to attract a professional business audience. Hey, but listen, Cardi B is crazy as hell. And that bitch just got to deal with Steve Madden. She is the epitome of authenticity. Because Cardi B, Cardi B, you follow Cardi, right? Uh, Sort of. Why not? Cardi is like the hottest thing. I'm focused on Gary V. Um, oh, congratulations! I hear you're speaking on one of his Thank at one you. of his events Thank you. this year in January. Yes, January Good 24th. Shit. Follow my boy Carlos Gill at Carlos Gill 83. He's dropping dimes of knowledge every single week. So follow him. Any last words for our audience? No, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, Be your authentic self. And everything that you do in the coming year, your personal brand is really going to be the difference maker between getting a job, getting a date, getting a business deal, or having someone else pass you up. Yes. Ruby, any last words? Any well wishes for our audience this new coming year? Mm. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) We love you guys. Thank you for rocking with us, and we'll see you guys next week, okay? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.